0: Welcome to PolyCast. I'm your host, Davey Drones, and on this show, I explore the lives of Cal Poly students, faculty, and alumni who share their stories and experiences. Today on the show, I bring in Peter, who recently graduated the master's program at Cal Poly in business analytics. So he gives a little insight on the big differences between the undergraduate and graduate program as well as how that really got him the job as to where he is today, working at Cypher Health out in New York City. So a lot of good content from him, and hope you guys enjoy this. You're listening to Polycast.
1: Welcome, Peter. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So you're out in New York working at Cypher Health. Um, Give us a little background about kind of what you're doing out there right now.
2: Yeah, so uh, I started about three months ago. Um, I'm a client analytics associate. Um, So I look at our clients' data. Our clients are healthcare providers and hospitals. Um, And so we're looking to improve the patient experience um, and reduce preventable readmissions. So we uh, reach out to the patient via phone call, text message, um, or, you know, in-person, like, surveys, they're called HCAHPS, um analysis and rounding. Um, and we take that data and we see how we can improve um, the healthcare provider's care for the patients um, to try and prevent them from coming back to the hospital. Um, so we, we do that looking at, you know, if they understand uh, how to obtain their prescriptions, what prescriptions they need to take, when, how they should take care of themselves after they're discharged from the hospital. Um, you know, other things, how, were, how was their care while they were in the hospital, um, you know, and how, how were the facilities, were they adequate, um, things like that, um, to try and detect trends and patterns to see, you know, opportunity areas where the healthcare providers can grow um, to, to make the world a healthier and better
1: place. Awesome, awesome. And so what are some of those trends that you guys have noticed and what kind of things do you do and do you implement the chains or changes or are you just gathering that data?
2: We gather the data and okay. we make recommendations, kind of like okay. a consulting team.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, I mean, it's up to the client if they want to implement those changes. Um, it varies on a client-to-client basis. Um, some of them have their own uh, data science teams, um, so it's it's really good speaking with them, and they understand, you know, the statistics and the you know the significance of what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, with other ones, you know, if they don't have that data science team or they, if they're not as data savvy. Um, it can go one of two ways, they completely trust us, or they <laughs> understand, you know, they're, they're the ones in the day-to-day. Um, so, I mean, going, going back to some of the trends, um, we have, you know, alerts and we have negative responses that trigger these alerts. And we take a look at those negative responses, um, and we try and see how quickly um, registered nurses or physicians follow up on those alerts. Um, it's called follow-up timeliness, and so if you're trying to reduce that follow-up timeliness to within two hours, mm-hmm. that's considered our best practice. Um, so just trying to, you know, intervene as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and seeing what the what the trade-off is and seeing how readmissions is reduced. If you can reduce, um, you know, your time to intervene from a day or 24 hours down to two hours.
1: All right, that's wonderful. And are you going out in person and doing all these kind of survey things? Or how, how do you go, kind of go about that?
2: Yeah, so um, that's the the jobs of the registered nurses at, oh, okay. um, at the, the healthcare providers that we partner with. So we partner with, I think we're over 190 healthcare providers now. Um, oh, wow. So we have you know thousands of, of people in the industry um, collecting this information. Mm. Um, it's our job to go on site occasionally to talk to the uh, chief nursing officers, chief uh, patient experience officers, registered nurses, directors, managers, et cetera. Um, I haven't got to do it yet because I'm so new. Right. Um, okay. I'm assuming I'll, I'll travel eventually.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so is how much of it is automated? Like, is there a lot of automation factor in this or is it still kind of manually getting that person to person, um, kind of whatever? Yeah.
2: Um, it depends on what products we're using, mm-hmm. um, for Cypher health. Um, so we have a, a multitude of products, but, when you do what we consider rounding, it's you know nurses or physicians coming into the room and asking the patient or the patient's families and supporters, you know how their stay is and all that stuff. That's not automated. That's in person. Um, it's a conversation with someone, usually with an iPad. Um, but we also have a, a product or service called Kiosk, which is much more, um, you know, at the leisure of patients in the hospital that they come to this this stand or this kiosk. That's why it's called that to to answer questions themselves. Um, and for our role within the company, we're trying to automate more and more so that it's easier for our, our customers to use, our clients to use, um, so they don't have to wait on our end to, to update something, um, as well as allow us to look at other analytical projects.
1: Very cool. And how big is the company?
2: The company, I think, is sitting at about 188 people right now. Okay. Um, it's in Since 2018, it's over doubled. It had 70 people last year. Wow. Um, wow. so we've, yeah, we've grown quite a bit and now we're trying to manage the talent that we have mm-hmm. before okay. another big growth.
1: Two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. kind of Yeah. Thing. And they're based in New York? Uh,
2: yes, we okay. have four offices. One is in Nashville, Tennessee. One is in Dallas, Texas, and then another one in San
1: Francisco. Ah, uh, very cool. And is that why you were out here a couple weeks ago?
2: Uh, I was out there for uh, the Masters in Business Analytics program at uh, Cal Poly. I graduated from it last year. Okay, um, we had a, a forum, kind of a get together. Uh, uh, okay, just hearing from you know people in the industry and you know getting well acquainted and reuniting with some of my old classmates and nice and teachers.
1: Very cool. And how was that the business or the Masters at Cal Poly?
2: It was great. Um, it's very fast paced. I mean, you know the quarter system. Um, okay. Just imagine that on a Masters level. Wow. um very quick um but it was very rewarding um you know i made a lot of great friends opened a lot of doors uh i wouldn't have gotten the job that i have now if it wasn't for that program
1: okay how how did you get the job here
2: um so it's i mean it's networking uh right. my sister actually <laughs> works for sure cipher health um so she i mean she got my foot in the door got me the interview but you have to have the you know the right skills and acumen mm-hmm. um to to land the job um So she's on a different team, but I still see her pretty much on a daily basis.
1: Oh, that's nice. And so she's out in New York with you? Yes. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, And for the master's program, was it like a four plus one kind of thing or separate? Because I I know at Cal Poly they have for a lot of the master's, it's like the four-year undergrad and then you go right into the master's. How did you kind of go about it?
2: Yeah, I, I went in that way. Um, okay. Technically, I don't think it's a four plus one. Uh, this is okay. so, this current cohort is the third cohort, cohort for the program. So, I was cohort number two. Okay. Um, but, yeah, my undergraduate, I did business uh, administration. I concentrated in management and human resources. Mm-hmm. So, that was you know kind of the, the soft skills, the theory, um, organizational behavior, negotiation. Um, I really like people, so that's why I went the route of management and HR. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to just, you know, sit at a desk and crunch numbers all day. I wanted to interact with, with clients, um, with a lot of customers and have like front facing interactions. Um, and then I went and got my masters within, you know, the, a year after graduating from Cal Poly with my undergraduate degree, um, to, to kind of pair that technical piece that I, I was, I guess, missing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially from a great polytechnic school, I feel like it looks incredibly credible um, on the resume.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. And what were some of the big things that kind of differed from the undergrad to the masters that you really gained?
2: Um, so in terms of like course load and content, mm-hmm. they were very different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with management, and human resources, all I had to do it were take my business stats classes. Um, and I tested out of AP Calc in high school, so I took two stats classes freshman year uh-huh. um, and didn't really touch math too much otherwise, like simple accounting and finance. Okay. Um, whereas business analytics is very stat heavy. Um, you also do coding uh, in the business analytics program, which I had never coded before. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a learning curve there. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's just a very different way of thinking.
1: Okay. And do you apply that now a lot with Cypher?
2: Yes. Um, okay. I'll have a, an analysis actually next month where I have to go into R and clean up a lot of data and then um, transform it in a way that makes sense to our clients for what we, what we call HCAP analysis.
1: Okay. And what, what does that kind of involve?
2: Um, so roughly 80% of the time in a data project is dedicated to cleaning up the data. So okay. you get a data set in Excel or whatever, um, and you have to make sure that you have you know workable clean data that you can function. Um, and then throw it into our name some variables. Um, so we're looking at percentage changes from with our company in particular. Um, we want to see, you know, how responses changed on those HCAPS questions um, since before you had our product to after,
1: or mm, like okay.
2: you know certain times of periods of time um, to to see if there is you know an uptick um, in in those in those variables and those questions. Um, so with HCAPS analysis, it's kind of a big deal in the healthcare industry. It's kind of like a, if you went to a hospital and you received a survey asking for your feedback for like all, you know, a lot of details of like, you know, how was, was your physician's care? Um, did you feel like you were involved in the decision-making process? Um, was your room tidy? Was the bathroom tidy? Um, were people timeliness, like, were they timely in responding to, to questions or needs? Um, and you have to analyze that data and there's actually monetary incentive to, to do well on the HCAPs analysis, um, government subsidies, um, as well as preventing readmissions. So that's why we take a look at that stuff and that's why we sell our product to try and improve the process.
1: Mm -hmm. And are you guys kind of spread all throughout the nation?
2: Yes. Okay. Um, right now, I mean, we have slightly heavier East, East Coast base because New York is our biggest office. Okay. Um, but yeah, we are um, we're not international yet, but we are national. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have West Coast clients and some down in in the South. Um, so we have them all over.
1: Awesome. And do you get to like travel at all to see those, or kind of just still pretty early on? You're based in New York.
2: Pretty early on, um, Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to, um, but I can speak from my sister's experience. She's been here about a year, Mm -hmm. um, and she's right now in Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas. Wow. (laughs) Um, She was in Chicago when it was, you know, minus 40. Um, (laughs) She's been out to the San Francisco area. She's been down to Florida, so she gets to travel a lot. So I'm assuming I'll travel on a monthly or quarterly basis.
1: Okay, awesome. And do you, uh, like, in a company like that, because, I mean, it is – relatively bigger than a lot of startups and all, do you see kind of like a track path that you're going to like a ladder that you can climb or is it more everyone's still trying to figure things out and it'll kind of be a um, need based as far as like promotions or kind of climbing up the ranks?
2: Um, I think it's right now it's the ladder. Um, okay. That's one of the biggest pieces of feedback that my coworkers have, have inputted so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and management is really like they're keen on our ideas and they're inputting that, um, you know, the if I had to guess, the average age of the employees at Cipher was high 20s, low 30s, like a very uh-huh. young company. Okay. Um, we've brought in some some executives and some higher management um, that now have 20, 30 years in software experience um, to kind of carve out the the path for development and promotions and personal growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that they're working on. But okay. it's it's great that everyone's trying to figure it out. It right. makes everyone really open to ideas. That's mm-hmm. what keeps it entrepreneurial.
1: Very cool. And do you think you guys will tap into any, like, personal health records and keep that on people? Or is it strictly kind of at the moment just surveys and working with the hospitals?
2: Um, so we do receive um, a lot of personal health and protected health information. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of our analysis with, with the age caps. Um, and we look at individual, um, like, patient cases um, mm-hmm. it, as well as it makes it a very, like, a human discussion of, like, you know, this, this patient was, you know, struggling with shortness of breath after being discharged from the hospital. Um, you know, this registered nurse saw that flag, called the patient, asked what the symptoms were, what was going on, diagnosed the problem, was able to prevent that readmission. Um, so, I mean, as you can imagine, there are a lot of laws and regulations regarding uh, protected health information. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get to take a look at that and we're, we're trained to, to handle it, but we keep it, you know, very, very tight gripped
1: interesting And did you ever consider like going more on the health side like EMT or any anything like that or were you kind of, I guess not really <laughs>
2: not, yeah I was not thinking about um, going more on, on the health side. Um, okay. you know I coming out of high school I didn't know quite what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of varying interests. My parents worked in the entertainment field ever since I was you know born. Um, mm-hmm. I love sports. I'd love to get into sports in the future. Um, you know, healthcare is something that's always interested me. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of varying interests. And so I thought I'd get the general business degree mm-hmm. and, you know, figure out in four years or five years.
1: Okay. Um, and so. did you go, uh, have many internships and stuff to try to figure those things out or how do you kind of navigate through Cal Poly?
2: Yeah. So I had, um, I had two internships and I had, I guess two different jobs within the same department at Cal Poly. Um, one internship I had was with Disney for four months. I got college credit to be at Disney World, being oh, wow. part of the recreation department, facing you know the guests and giving that world-class guest service uh-huh. to hundreds of guests on a daily basis. How was that? Uh, oh, it was Sounds a lot like... of fun, I actually. <laughs> that's how I met my best friend, and that's how I met my girlfriend. So wow, that's it awesome. was very rewarding in more ways than one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that was, yeah, Fall quarter of junior year, I got to do that, and I took a class uh, that subsidized for a management HR intro class.
1: Okay. And so So what exactly were you doing? Oh, wow. What's that? What exactly were you doing at Disney?
2: Uh, So I was in the recreation department. We were in charge of outdoor activities. At first, I was at a water park. I was at Blizzard Beach. I don't know if you're familiar with Disney World, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was kind of like a a Swiss ski resort is melting. Uh, Okay. Um, and then that closed for refurbishment. So then I was deployed to Disney's Pop Century and Art of Animation Resorts. So a resort setting as well as a water park setting. Wow.
1: And how is that just because, I mean, Disney World is such a landmark here in the States. Like, how is that just like being there and involved, working kind of on the other side rather than just a tourist Oh, it
2: was, it was super interesting. I mean, it's, it was great working for a big company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed interacting with the guests and, and being polite. Obviously there are some days where guests were tougher than others. Um, <laughs> Imagine, but right. no, it was, it was fantastic. Um, you know, it's, it was, you know, you're around people all the time, but it also taught you a lot of independence. Um, you know, part of the program, I had five roommates, but we all had different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, some of them were working at other resorts. Some of them were character performers. And so we had rotating schedules and we didn't see each other too much or had too much time to hang out. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, it gave me a great opportunity to go to the parks or explore on my own, like, independently. Wow. And some people wouldn't want to do that or go, like, just to a park by themselves. but. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it taught me how to enjoy my own company, um, and I got to make a lot of decisions of like things I wanted to do.
1: Right, and hey, single rider all the way, faster line. <laughs> definitely, see the point. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, so uh, um, after Disney, um, that was kind of just that that summer. Uh, did you consider kind of following up with them and continuing working with? I mean, such a big company like that.
2: Yes, Um, you know, while it was a great experience, I would rather be a little higher up the the corporate ladder or the food chain. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more of a a corporate web at Disney. You move a lot more laterally than you know up and down. Um, But uh, I actually I applied to them twice. um, You know, in while searching for my job at Mm Cipher, and as a backup plan in case I didn't get into the business analytics program. Um, So it was all. It was always an interest to to kind of like look at that again. Um, my other sister's actually out there working for
1: Disney so. <laughs> and, um, and was that a connection to get you in for that internship? Or No, we, we no, actually, okay. funny
2: story, my dad's worked for Disney for 25 years. Oh, wow, okay. um, but we did this all without, without his input. We didn't name drop him or anything. Uh-huh. Um, so we wanted to do it on our own merit. Hey, good um,
1: for you guys.
2: Yeah. So no, it's always been an interest to like look at Disney, maybe look at analyst roles now at Disney. Um, those are very competitive,
1: mm, as yeah, you can
2: imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then the next summer, I had an internship with Target. So I was helping manage a, a Target store in Southern California. Um, and it gave me a lot of hands-on supervisory experience. I was in charge of the the asset protection team. Um, okay. So those who were preventing theft and keeping uh, the, the store safe. Um, mm-hmm. So I was in charge of the the small team of seven individuals. We had an
1: undercover Two undercover's. It was fun. Wow, <laughs> there
2: are some stories there.
1: <laughs> and so, were you kind of in the store at most times, or how yeah. did that kind of work? Okay.
2: Yeah, I was in the store. Um, I was managing not only the the seven members of the asset protection team, but um, at least once or twice a week, I'd be on the sales floor managing the the hundreds of or like the hundred and twenty mm-hmm. daily um, you know target team members who were putting things out and um, you know getting shipments in the back and. Just trying to manage what was going on with with the team of executive team leads.
1: And does that ever get chaotic? I mean, a hundred people a day—that's that's a lot. <laughs>
2: yeah, it, it gets very chaotic. I mean, luckily there's you know a bit of structure, so you have you know your team members, your executive team lead, or your team mm-hmm. leads, and then mm-hmm. your executive team leads. So luckily, you know, you can check in with the six or seven team leads for the day who have another you know ten people reporting to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get, you know, get a gauge, talk to the team leads. And then if you want to talk like individually to a team member, you know, you don't have to go to all hundred of Every those. Every single one, right? <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's always good to like get in there and do the work with them, um, for motivational purposes and understand their day to day.
1: Definitely. And were there any big like thefts or crimes that target while you were there? I mean, how, how <laughs> often, like, I mean, cause I'm in mean, shoplifting, like a lot of things you can pretty much walk out. I mean, I know they sometimes have people at the door, like checking your receipts and all, but I'm I'm just curious. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. There were, yeah, we had a lot of, a lot of stories. Um, wow. There was one where uh, it was funny cause we watched the whole thing on like the, the cameras. <laughs> um, and there was a, a guy who walked in and he found some electronics and like an abandoned cart and he put them in his backpack. And then he tried to make it look like he was checking out by, he, bought a couple of drinks and like a candy bar. Um, but we could tell cause we saw him like pick things up and put it in his backpack. Right. And while he was walking out, our, our undercover was able to, to apprehend him and bring him into the office. Yikes. Um, it turns out he was doing all this while under the influence of drugs. So it was a very interesting discussion mm-hmm. afterwards with him mm-hmm. and waiting for the, the police department to show up.
1: Okay. And so you guys will just kind of, you're, you're the middleman between the police officer and the suspect or all. Yes.
2: Okay. Um, it depends on, I can't remember the exact details of Target's policy, but there's like a certain threshold or dollar amount or something of like uh, when you get okay. the police involved or if it's a regularly, regularly occurring person or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And how um, often would you try to step in? Like, I mean, what if someone's just swiping a candy bar and stuff and then they quickly just walk out? I mean, are you like chasing people in the parking lots themselves? Or? <laughs>
2: Um. Not. No. Not in the parking lots. I okay. mean, it all. It depends on you know. Target's protocol. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. there's you know certain certain steps and certain measures that have to be you know hit and criteria hit before um, you know confronting someone and asking if if they they purchase something.
1: Uh. Okay. Interesting. Quite. The, yeah. That's something like. Yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah. But I guess yeah. People are always watching.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, no, it was interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. And then my final experience during Cal Poly for work experience, I was an RA for three years uh, in the res halls. Um, And I was a graduate assistant during my master's program for university housing. So that kept me busy and a lot of great stories there, too.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, wow, you have quite the experience managing people of all sorts of types. (laughs) Yes, sir. Wow. And how was working as kind of the RA and later, sorry, what was that when you were a graduate?
2: A graduate assistant graduate um, It help supervise the RAs ah, okay. um, in a res hall.
1: Okay, and how is that seen it from kind of the different levels as an RA and then as the graduate assistant?
2: It was it was really interesting because again it was a taste of kind of like a middle management a supervisor role um, in the, the graduate assistant position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I loved my time as an RA. Um, you know helped me learn how to handle stressful situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are plenty of those. Um, it kept me well connected with the campus. I mean, it's you know not too many graduates or people a year or two out of college already still know like sophomores
1: mm-hmm. and can
2: come back and visit to to sophomores uh, to Cal Poly. Um, so it, it gave me a very wide base to, to connect with people from, you know, people three years, my elder to people four years
1: younger than me. Definitely. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I'm in a fraternity and I kind of see the same, like it's cool to, you know, some of my first friends at Cal Poly were all third and fourth years and you kind of get that kind of in the know just to see kind of what they're up to. And then even now, like, you know, you're meeting tons of freshmen and all, which has been super cool.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So no, it was fun. Um, and then for the graduate assistant position, um, there were some added responsibilities for that, um, such as meeting with residents who broke policy. Those were, those were interesting discussions. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a good, a good experience. Um, sometimes, you know, got uncomfortable, got out of my comfort, comfort zone, didn't know quite what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Cal Poly learned by doing, we we were able
1: to get it done. That's awesome. Wow. And so kind of all these things kind of added up, to help build your resume and then kind of send you out there. So what was that initial kind of job search once you graduated or I, yeah, I guess once with your masters?
2: Yeah. Um the job search was kind of continuous since my senior year of of college. Um so it wasn't just like, you know, step 1 get the degree, step 2 get okay. masters, and step 3 get a job. It mm-hmm. was they were really intertwined. Okay. Um you know, it was sending out a lot of cover letters, a lot of resumes, um The most success I had were again in person from the career fair Mm. or um, from from networking from connections. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I probably sent out at least like seventy five or eighty resumes and cover letters where I didn't hear anything back. Wow. uh, (laughs) And you know, another handful to get you know at least an interview or two. Um, I got a couple offers. I got an offer from Target after my internship for a job. But it wasn't something that I wanted to pursue full time, mm-hmm. um, and then a couple other offers from other companies, um, but they weren't the roles that I, w- I was looking for. Right. Um, so I was a, a little picky in the in finding what I what I wanted to start
1: out as. Hey, but you know, you set yourself up. I mean, that's what it takes. A hundred ma- resumes sent out, and then then you can be a little picky because <laughs> otherwise, <you> can't. <laughs> you yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, they're picky on the other end, obviously.
1: Right and how important do you see kind of having this network i mean with your whole background of you know that you know hr and all and working with people working with others how, how valuable do you see that skill in your own personal network
2: yeah i mean i i see it as incredibly um important and i think it's you know a key step to to my future success um i don't know if i'll be in healthcare long term um but I, I enjoy it now um especially looking into other industries where it's hard to break in entertainment sports Networking is, is the key. Um, you know, there was, uh, in the business analytics, um, master's program, we had a 10 week course of just like kind of career prep. And we read a book called the two hour job search, um, which was really interesting. And one of the criteria to make your job search pretty quick and easy, um, is to again, like have allies or advocates, um, in companies that you're looking for. Um, so I think it's, it's very valuable. Um, even though there's, you know, a lot of, um, you know, automation, there's a lot of automation involved these days um, with screening resumes and cover letters and stuff. Um, it's still, you know, the the human component is is huge. Uh, a quick story about that over the weekend, I connected with like the announcer for the Los Angeles Angels, of Anaheim on LinkedIn. Wow. Um, uh-huh. Grew up, I'm a big Angels fan, and I only know him from a mutual connection for someone I went to a baseball conference with last year. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so trying to get my foot in the door, you know, in, in baseball, and that's, that's a step. I don't know if it's the right step, but at least, you know, looking in the right direction.
1: Definitely. I mean, that's what you got to do. It's those random, you know, just try to connect, send them out there, like send a hundred LinkedIn connections or something like that. And all you need is a couple of that bite and can take you further.
2: Yep. Shoot for the moon, land in the stars.
1: Yep. So you see sports as kind of where you really want to go?
2: Yes. Yeah. I would love to be uh, an analyst for like a baseball team. Baseball is okay. my favorite sport. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've read or watched Moneyball. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, it's that kind of that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Um, during my business analytics program, um, I was part of a team of five master students from the College of Business: four MSBA, one MBA. Mm-hmm. And we got to present at the uh, Society for American Baseball Research for wow. like a project.
1: Well, so was, that was so fun. What were you guys presenting on?
2: Um, so the prompt was we were trying to determine the optimal launch angle of the ball coming off the bat for <laughs> four specific players they gave us a list of of players they told us to choose three of them and then choose a a player uh any player we wanted um so it was it was really interesting they gave us a week to do it it was a quick turnaround but it was it was really it was fun it was interesting it was it was tough but it was rewarding
1: Uh uh-huh and i mean with sports in general like everything it's all like stats now you know i've i've met a couple guys that uh, one, one just graduated from Michigan and was playing on the Cardinals, I believe. And, you know, he was saying like, yeah, now they're just all looking at your stats and stuff. And so that's where you come in and you can tell them exactly who to get.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, and, you know, some of them are simple, quick fixes. And then others are, you know, really complex mm. statistical analyses um, where that, that hard the hard coding and the coding skills will come in handy and okay. database management.
1: Definitely, and that'll be kind of an interesting twist or switch to you're really focusing on individuals rather than kind of groups of people and you know companies or clients and all. Yeah, exactly. Well, that will the dream. Yeah, that will be exciting. I mean, hey, again, you're doing you're doing what's right. You know, get your foot in the door, see how you can connect with people, and you know, break your way in. But put it out there, keep working at it, and yeah, that will be cool. All right. Well, dude, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And yeah, any, any final words?
2: No, I mean, I, I've really enjoyed my time. If you have any more questions, please feel free to, to let me know, reach out. Um, you know, or if anyone has questions, like it was great to meet you and it was great to meet the whole club. Um, when you're walking around, um, my, my friend's startup.
1: (laughs) Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Peter. Appreciate it. Anytime. Have a good rest of your day.
0: Thank you so much for listening. It was great talking with Peter and getting to know him. And definitely follow up. He's a great guy, loves to talk and share, you know, all his experience. So be sure to listen to all the other episodes of Polycast, which you can find on my website, davidkozik.com, or any of the podcasting platforms. So check them out. A lot of good episodes, a lot more coming. Thanks again for listening here on Polycast.